With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. We're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. A nice, pleasant Tuesday afternoon. I keep saying this. It's so funny because my studio doesn't have any windows. It has like a window where I'm like a dork aquarium where people can like tap on the window and kind of like point their way in here. But I can't see the sun. So my objective is to get us to a point where we actually have windows in our studio. We can see the beautiful sun coming in. If you've been outside today, man, it's great to be spring in South Carolina. I know up in uh, certain parts of the country, they're still cold. No, nah, no, nah, we, we don't have that problem here. In fact, we're going to be baking on Saturday. If it's in, um, playing in a charity golf tournament on Saturday, I'll tell you a little bit about that on Wednesday. It's going to be like 90 degrees on Saturday. You know, we are in May. You might as well sweat to death, right? Well, I've got a lot of great stuff I'm going to get into uh, with you today. Uh, the new D1 baseball college regional projections are out. The South Carolina Gamecocks have made their way back into the field. We'll tell you where they're at. Also, the NFL draft wrapped up on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday. Where's your next top picks going to be? There was an article in the state newspaper this morning, made me think a little bit. And then I did some research and found several different spots where Carolina and Clemson players may go in next year's draft. We'll get into that. I also have a couple of other stories that have kind of piqued my interest. A high school coach claims that a school fired him because he had too many black players. We'll get into that. The NFL is turning itself into the wussy league. They're going to eliminate kickoffs? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Charles Woodson running his mouth, (laughs) boasting about uh, Michigan and Ohio State game. We'll get into that. All kinds of great stuff on the rundown this afternoon. Let's start, though, with the latest preseason poll that has come out. It's the post-spring game, post-spring poll from Dennis Dodd at CBSSports.com. And in this poll, it's interesting. There are six SEC teams in the poll. And, of course, this is football. Somebody would somebody's like, is he talking about basketball? No, 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 it's football. Six SEC teams in the poll, four ACC teams. South Carolina would currently have four teams in this poll on their schedule, including Clemson, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Florida. Clemson has two games, Florida State and Texas A&M. If you're a Gamecock fan, you're looking around and you're like, huh, wait, what? If you want to get involved with the program this afternoon, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Here's the funny thing today, though, as I get myself squared away here. When I look at this poll, 
the country has absolutely no respect for the South Carolina football program. Yeah, it, it really does look that way. And I'll tell you why. The Gamecocks finished last season 9-4. and four. I could not find an SEC team that won nine games that did not finish the season ranked. Then you have this poll, and here's the interesting thing about this poll. If you look at it, Florida was a dumpster fire last season. They hired Dan Mullen, who, let's be honest, he was at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is hard to recruit at. But they hired Dan Mullen, and they're going to go from dumpster fire into the top 25. Basically, what they're saying is, if I'm a Gamecock fan, I'm looking at this, and they're basically saying that just the hiring of Dan Mullen is good enough to put Florida in the top 25, and basically Will Muschamp is not a good coach. And the stuff that he's built up, no, that doesn't matter. That's what this poll says. Now, I know polls are a dime a dozen. But when you look at a poll like this, though, and especially on the recruiting front, these kids see these polls. I think it's a little bit easier to recruit if you could say, yeah, we're, look at this, look at this poll, we're in the top 25. I'm sure Dan Mullen, when he steps into a room with a kid, as far as recruiting goes, I'm sure he's going to bring that up. Look, Florida was down last year. I, I get hired here. This is what the country thinks of me. Now, the average person is going to be like, yeah, it doesn't matter until you actually have some time on the field. And you can argue that maybe they shouldn't have a poll until like week six because then you'll know, hey, who's good and who's not. But as of right now, according to this poll, no respect for the South Carolina football program. Absolutely none. What exactly do they have to do to get recognized in one of these polls? I was stunned at the end of last season. They win nine games. And they play in the SEC, which everybody will tell you, oh, my goodness, this is the best conference ever. I don't think it's that way. I think the SEC East is, is an absolute joke. Other than Georgia, what do you got? But the West is, is, is great. I mean, LSU's a great team. Alabama's a great team. Auburn's a great team. Texas A&M is an above-average team. You look at the East, though, and you've got a lot of teams that are either in transition or they're Vanderbilt. And that's, that's just the way that it is. And not that I'm trying to break down the entire season coming up, but what's interesting to me, though, is just the lack of respect for the Gamecock football program. I'm not sure what Will Muschamp can do. I mean, I guess the Gamecocks have got to go like, 12 and 0 to get ranked. 9 and 4 win a bowl game over a team that was in the top 5 at the beginning of the season last year. No, nah, that's not good enough. You're not going to get ranked. Craziness. If you're a Gamecock football fan. Out on Facebook Live some instant reaction to that. Jamie Spire says they have to earn respect and they've got a long way to go. You may be right about that, Jamie. I can definitely uh see that. Let's break down some of this real quick here, though. Number one is Alabama. Number two is Clemson. Obviously, that's not hard. I think it's those two teams and then a steep drop-off from there. Georgia's number three, Ohio State four, Michigan State five, Wisconsin six, Penn State seven, Oklahoma eight. Why is it that we have so many Big Ten teams 
in the middle of all of these polls. What is the love affair with the Big Ten? I, I just don't get it. When the Big Ten gets into the into the the bowl season where they have to play SEC teams, ACC teams, they look like crap. Yet every year, we're always going to get Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State shoved down our throats. I, I just don't get it. I have no respect for the Big Ten. Win something, Big Ten. Stop talking about, oh, you play each other. Really? Really? Your best team, Ohio State, last season, Baker Mayfield went in there and planted the flag at the middle of your field in your own house. How anyone has just all this great respect for all of those Big Ten teams, I just don't know. I just don't get it. But after you have your uh, your section of Big Ten teams here, you got Oklahoma at 8. Uh, then you've got Miami at 9. Wow, what Mark Rick has done with that program. Auburn is 10. Auburn's a very interesting team to me because they could be, like, really, really good or they could be really, really awful. There, there's, like, no middle ground. You're not going to have, like, an 8-4 and four Auburn team. They're going to be, like, 12-0 and 0 or 6-6. Six and six. Very, very strange with the Auburn football program. They've got Mississippi State ranked at 11th. That's interesting because they've got a new coach. And... We don't really know much about him. We know that he called plays at Penn State. But, once again, we don't know a whole lot about him. We know he's taken over for Dan Mullen, who was basically a legend down there. Washington's 12, Stanford's 13, Virginia Tech's 14, Michigan's 15, Southern Cal is 16, 17th goes to... Excuse me, 18th is West Virginia, 19th is Boise State, 20 is Texas, 21 is Texas A&M, 22 is Florida, 23 is Oregon, 24 is Florida State, and 25 is LSU. For some reason, the two Florida teams getting a lot of love here. Both weren't exactly good teams last year. Both have new coaches. And all of a sudden, we're just supposed to think that they're just, they hired Willie Taggart down at Florida State. Yay! Put them in the top 25. How, how does that happen? I, I just don't get it. When I look at a lot of these polls, I and not to be disrespectful to Dennis Dodd because he's been doing this for a long time, but I'm starting to wonder, does he watch anything besides the Big Ten? And if he watches something besides the Big Ten, does he even remotely look at some other teams from around the country other than the cream of the crop, and then, oh, I have to love the Florida teams and the Big Ten. Because that's basically what, what this poll is. I looked at it, I just couldn't believe it. Insane stuff here with this first poll of the season. Do you, as a Gamecock fan, think the Gamecocks are getting absolutely no respect? Give me a call, 978-1832, 978-1832. I'll be happy to take your call. You can also sound off on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. I'm not sure what Will Muschamp has to do. Has a player draft in the first round of the NFL draft. You know, you've got that, uh, that out there so people can see, oh, wow, South Carolina has a football team. Great. There's more awareness of the Gamecock football program. Look what they did to Michigan in the bowl game. Then all of a sudden, yeah, the preseason top 25 comes out. Yeah, you guys have nothing. Or do you think they're right? 
Do you think after losing Sky Moore, who was basically the captain of the defense, and then losing Hayden Hurst, who was a first-round draft pick, maybe the Gamecocks are on the outside looking in? ESPN FPI says they're going to win at least seven games. You would think that would put them in, on the fringe of being in the top 25. But according to Dennis Dodd, no way. One thing that is interesting, too, though, is if you look at the top two teams in the poll, Clemson and Alabama, they're number one and number two in the country. And you could argue that there's a quarterback controversy at both schools. Both schools made the... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Playoffs last season, and both schools may have somebody else at man in the controls of the offense at some point this season. That doesn't really say a lot for stability on the offense. I mean, there's not a lot of players that can be kind of a plug-and-play. Hey, we'll put this guy in. He's going to be great. The two backups, though, or alleged backups at Clemson and at Alabama are really great players. How many teams have that kind of quarterback depth? Without looking it up right now, if you're a South Carolina fan, who's the starter behind Jake Bentley? You probably don't know. If you don't have a high, a good a good quarterback backing you up there, I mean, it's it can be a mess. If something happens to Kelly Bryant, oh, well, we'll just pro- plug in Trevor Lawrence. That's the Clemson mentality. Something happens to, um, to Hurts at Alabama, they've got that freshman that threw the, the touchdown in the national championship game. It's just amazing the depth at both programs. So that's something interesting there, too. But I was kind of stunned that the Gamecock football team was not ranked in this preseason poll by Dennis Dodd. They may fix it when they actually do their first set of rankings going into the end of the, uh, into the beginning of the season. But you're coming off a nine-win season. You've got the majority of your team coming back. Debo Samuel's going to be back on the offensive side of the ball. They do lose some starters on the offensive line. But you've got Brian Edwards. You've got a new offensive coordinator that was able to put some yardage up against Michigan, which was considered one of the top defenses in the country. And the Gamecock defense has gotten better every year. They should be in the top 25. Why would you have LSU there? I don't get that. Why is Florida State and Florida in the discussion? Why is Texas A&M there? If you're a Gamecock fan, this should anger you. No respect for your football program on a national front, at least by Dennis Dodd and the other polls that I've checked out as well. Stuart Mandel, I think, doesn't have you in his poll either. So no respect for the Gamecock football program this afternoon on the national front. If you agree or disagree, give me a call, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. You could have the mentality of, you know what, Rob, screw those polls. All that matters is what happens in October because then we'll have September behind us and we'll know if we're a decent football team or not. You can have that mentality as well. You can also reach out on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. As I said, six SEC teams in the poll, four ACC teams. So that's interesting stuff there. 
My next topic that I have for you this afternoon is kind of interesting. The NFL says they're not going to eliminate kickoffs this season. But they will study ways to modify the rule. Troy Vincent, the NFL's executive vice president of football operations, said that the players' union will discuss ways to protect players from unnecessary risk. I hate to break it to you, but are we just going to change the game to the point where it's not exactly recognizable anymore? Why have a kickoff at all? You just start at the 25. We're just going to take players that could return kicks. Yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. Pharaoh Cooper, you know, South Carolina um, alumni there, went to the NFL with the Rams. We, we don't need him anymore. We don't need him back there returning kicks. No, we'll just start on the 25. Crazy stuff there about eliminating the kickoffs. Let's head out to the phones. Welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Yeah, I just wanted to hit you up. I called you yesterday about Alabama and all that. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the thing about no respect for the Gamecock football program. You know, um, uh, Muschamp, he's a... Uh, you know, he's a good coach. He, he, he's a good coach. You know, and I think that kind of sums it up about him. He's a good coach. He's not a charismatic leader of men. He's not a world changer, world beater coach. Uh, you know, I think I kind of apply the logic. If you couldn't get it done in Florida, how, how in the world are you going to get it done here? You know, I had that uh, mentality when the first thing that I heard about Muschamp was, how do you take a program at Florida that's a national power and you end up dropping a game to Georgia Southern where they don't complete a pass? I mean that, and yeah. that that's that's hanging on Muschamp's head, and you can say, okay, Rob, that's not fair, but that's an embarrassing loss, in my opinion, at a national power like Florida. So maybe that when maybe that weighs it, on people, you know? What his first is it two or three years, Carolina? I mean, he's already run into the same problems he had at Florida: no OC, like no good OC. And uh, I, I, the Gamecocks, um, you know, you it, technically on the scoreboard they have improved. But the, was it last year? They could have easily lost three or four games that they won in nail-biting fashion. They remind me of, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you keep of the NFL, but like two years ago the Oakland Raiders were like, wow, the Raiders are back. And they won all these fourth-quarter games. And last year, you know, they lost all those games that they won by three points. So, you know, I just don't, I don't, the Gamecocks, Here's Love something it, here's know? something interesting about the Gamecock football program. Five of their nine wins last year came against teams that did not make a bowl game. I looked that well, up. I, again, that kind of says it. I mean, yeah. even I, I guess I, did Tennessee make a bowl? I, no, sir. Tennessee, did, Tennessee, not, Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. did not win a conference game. Not many people yeah, know that. Not right. only did they – I mean, they lost to Vanderbilt, which, I mean, let's be honest. If you want a, right. if you want they, a scientist, if you want someone from academia – you go to Vanderbilt. You don't go there for football players. If you're losing to Vanderbilt, you got to change some stuff. So, in, in my opinion, yeah, I anyway. Remember, yeah, I remember the the South Carolina Tennessee game. The Gamecocks did everything they could to lose that game. I they mean, did. it's just sheer luck. They sheer luck that they won that game. They, hey. they had four downs on the goal line. They gave the guy fifty yards up the middle. Yeah, team. I mean, just no defense, man. I mean, he's got no. Well, I will see the OC this year. I'm actually excited now that. Uh, I forget the old guy's name, but yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I was glad to see him go. But anyway. Hey, I appreciate you calling, man. man. I'm up against the break. Thanks so much for listening, all right? We'll be right back with the rundown. Welcome back to the rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. 
And welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Appreciate you listening this afternoon. Gentleman that just called in said that uh, maybe the Gamecocks aren't that good. He may be right. You never know. Mike on Twitter, Mike on Facebook Live says, just hanging on till November when we lose them bragging rights. Okay. Well, there you go, Mike. And, of course, in our first segment, we talked about the lack of respect for the Gamecock uh, the Gamecock football team not in the latest poll that's the spring post-spring top 25 from Dennis Dodd. I, I thought that the Gamecocks, after finishing up last season 9-4, and four, would be ranked at the end of the season, but they're not. Then all of a sudden this spring poll comes out, and you're like, okay, well, maybe this would help out the Gamecocks. Nope, no respect for the Gamecock football program. Today's list this afternoon you know, it's kind of a dry time as far as sports go if you're a big football fan. I'm going to give you my top five spring or summer sporting events that kind of give me like a countdown that I know, okay, we're getting closer and closer to football. But first, the NFL has lost their mind. They're, not, they're talking about not, uh, they're not going to eliminate kickoffs for next season. But the idea that they're going to eliminate kickoffs altogether do we have anybody that's a traditionalist anymore on that front? Why would we not have kickoffs? They they say that concussions are up and it's one of the most dangerous plays of of the game. But if you're playing football, don't you already have the knowledge that you could probably get hurt? You can get hurt in in any in any way. Deshaun Watson was warming up with the Texans last season and wrecked his knee for the year, just in a warm-up drill. When you have any kind of athletic event, you can get hurt. Now, you can make a determination on whether or not you want to play football or not. But the reality is that this is just the way the game is played. And they're talking about taking away kickoffs. They're not going to do it this year, though. But... That may happen in the future. You never know. They're studying ways to eliminate the kickoff. So if you're a wide receiver like Pharaoh Cooper, who's not the biggest guy in the world, but if you give him the ball in space, he can uh, he can return some kicks. He's going to make a pretty good money in the, in the NFL simply on that front. Was a pro bowler last season. You also have other players like C.J. Spiller for Clemson. I mean, he... When he got drafted, that was one of the things. Wow, this guy can return some kicks. No, they're going to take that away. I, I think that is, that's basically taking a lot of the man stuff out of football. It's, it's gotten to the point now where if you're playing a sport, they want you wrapped in bubble wrap. You've got to be, everything is completely safe. And I'm not like a completely against player safety. I'm not saying it should be like, the gladiators where we're running around on horses, etc. But you really have to think about this too. This is the way the game is played. You kick the ball off after scores and at the beginning of the game. Are we going to just give the ball to everybody at the 25? Is this going to take away the ability to onside kick? If you are kicking, I mean, then you're going to know, hey, it's an onside kick anyway. It takes it out of the... Uh, out of the equation. I think this is an absolutely insane rule, and I think it's gotten to a point now where 
we're trying to baby everybody. And I think that happens a lot in society, but if you're playing football, it's a gladiator sport. You should know the injuries are coming. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832, you can also reach out on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Am I being like am I being like hard, like old school, like get off my lawn, don't mess with my football kind of guy? I mean, one of the one of the most great plays in in football is a kickoff return. If a guy returns a kickoff, you can change the momentum of a game quick. Yeah, we're going to take that away. Thanks, NFL. Appreciate that. One of the things that they've talked about doing is moving touchbacks to the 25-yard line, which would give teams more reason not to bring the ball out. So if you get a touchback, instead of it coming to the 20, you go to the 25. I kind of like the idea of, all right, we're going to kick it off, but why don't you kick it off, um, move where the ball is actually kicked off at so they can kick it out of the end zone. That way you still have to deal with your kickers, et cetera. And if you miss it the least little bit, there's still a threat of actually having to get that kickoff and run it back. So it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. NFL saying they're not going to eliminate kickoffs this season. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that, NFL. We appreciate that. Lots of other great stuff we're going to go over on the rundown this afternoon. I've got an interesting story, and you know what? I'll jump into this real quick here. This is one of those stories where you read it and you're like, who do you believe on this? A high school coach claims he was fired because of the number of black players on his team. And this is a coach up in New Jersey who was a white coach, which for the sake of the story, you need to know that. The school claims they fired him because he came to school too many days without a tie on. He says that from day one, the administration told me they did not approve of the ratio of black to white students. So basically, they were trying to tell this coach, yeah, you need more white guys on your team. He said the race of uh, the race ratio of the team comes up 10 to 20 times with the administration in his time there. And they've basically told him he was fired for professional dress violations and disrespect to the president after being questioned on professional dress. If you're a coach, and I'm not trying to bash their dress code. You never know how that stuff goes. It's it's crazy, though, to think that that's what they're going to use, but they can use that. Do you think this is real? I mean, we don't have the other side of the story because the school is basically saying we're standing by the fact that He was told to wear a tie, and he didn't wear a tie. I mean, if you're a coach, should you wear a tie all the time anyway? I mean, Bill Belichick does his stuff in a hoodie on the sidelines. He's like the best in the the NFL. I don't know. Very, very strange story. This happening up in New Jersey. Strom told the Post, uh, the Courier Post, that he had a conversation with the principal about not wearing a tie. He also said that, that was the main reason that he was fired. Insane stuff there. 
So in our next segment, we're going to go over some baseball stuff. I've got the D1 baseball regional projections, and the Gamecocks have been moved back into the field. Where they're at is kind of interesting, though. We'll get into that. You've got to check out my blog page this afternoon. You know, I've talked about me being a wrestling fan. I had my rant against Vince McMahon last week about uh, not exactly doing what I thought he should do for the female wrestlers on the squad because they were doing a show in Saudi Arabia. Titus O'Neil is a very tall wrestler. He was running down the ramp to go jump into this Royal Rumble they had in Saudi Arabia and basically fell on his face and went flying underneath the ring. Now, if you follow me on Facebook Live, you can actually see my my um, my profile picture right now is a picture of the Shockmaster. If you don't know who the Shockmaster is, basically he was like going to be a, a, a tag team partner with Sting and a couple of other guys to face Sid Vicious and these other guys like in the early 90s. What's interesting about this, though, is that who fell better? I guess that's the way I put it up on the uh, on the blog page. Titus O'Neil, who's run into the ring, basically falls under the ring, or the Shockmaster, who makes his appearance, breaks through a wall, and falls on his face and loses his Star Wars helmet. Go and check that out online. It's foxsportsradio1400.com. Just click on my name up there under the lineup, and you can click on Rob Sanders there, and you can tell me who fell better. For me, I'm old school. I'm all about the old school side of it. I think the Shockmaster wins. Titus O'Neil's was funny because you could tell he was his was just a goof. I'm not sure the Shockmaster could actually see the uh, <laughs> could actually see where he was going through the wall with the big bedazzled Star Wars helmet on his head. Yes, there was a Star Wars helmet on his head. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you, Dusty Rhodes, for that. That's a Dusty Rhodes invention. When we come back, I'm going to get into baseball and the mock draft for next season. We're going to have that set up for you. It's interesting. There's a couple of uh, Clemson players that they actually said in one article that I've got for you that if they could go one and done, there's two players coming into Clemson that would do that after next season. We'll get into that as well. You're listening to The Rundown with Rob Sanders. I'll be right back. Now, more of The Rundown. Check out Rob's blog at foxsportsradio1400.com. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list is special. Look, I know we're getting to a point where we've kind of got football out of our system now. The draft's out of the way. You can have some free agency stuff we'll get into a little bit, but if you're like a knockdown drag out football fan, you're just kind of counting the days until spring practice starts or et cetera. Let me help you a little bit. I focus on everything up until SEC media days because once SEC media days get here, then we can talk about what Nick Saban said, what Will Muschamp said, who's this and the, and the who, you know winning the actual preseason poll, who the all-conference teams are got all kind of great stuff it's kind of the kickoff to the season i have my list of sporting events here that go on in the spring and the fall it's kind of like a countdown and i check them off one by one and i know once i get to the last one that we are right into the heart of what is going to be football season so we'll start with number five number five is the kentucky derby that's this weekend it's generally like right after the nfl draft And you know what? I like the Kentucky Derby suits, funny hats, people singing my old Kentucky home, mint juleps, horse racing. Just a great event. Watch that. 
one of the coolest sporting events, and it kind of gives you that kickoff. Okay, got the first one out of the way. The U.S. Open in golf, it's June 14th. Now, it's not the Masters, because the Masters is just is just so cool. I mean, the Masters is like just a Southern event, but the U.S. Open is cool, too. It is in the summertime, so there's nothing better than on that Sunday watching the final round of the U.S. Open. I mean, it's definitely behind the Masters, but it's cool to follow that major early in the summer. Number three. The NBA Finals. Now, I know some of you are like, I can't stand the NBA, Rob. Yeah, well, you have to watch something if it's sports-related. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So I give you the NBA Finals. Now, you could be the person that doesn't like LeBron James because, hey, there are tons of them. And I know that, I mean, I'm not in that camp. I don't like him, but I respect his, his the way that he plays the game. But I'm also in the camp of I don't like to watch the Golden State Warriors just, like, picking everybody up and having the absolute best players and then just trying to wax everybody, too. So you have something else to look for there. What I hope for is a non-Golden State, non-Cleveland finals. Wouldn't it be great if it was like, oh, I don't know, Houston and Boston, which, by the way, I think has the best coach in Kyle, in the in the pros right now in Brad Stevens. Number two. Number two is the College World Series. By the time we get done with that, I mean, it basically starts – Regionals are basically the first week of June, and then uh, Super Regionals are the second week of June. So by the middle of by the middle of June is when the College World Series starts. You got about two weeks worth of good baseball there. It's a lot better when you have one of your teams in it, but it still is very cool to watch the College World Series. And finally, and number one, the MLB All Star Game. Now. Even if you don't like exhibition baseball, it's still very cool to watch. And if you're a baseball guy, you know, if, especially if you have like some of your, your favorite players in there, but you have all of the best baseball players in Major League Baseball all on two separate teams, and some of them really do take it seriously. So by the time you get done with that event, though, you got maybe a week or so, and then it's time to start talking football. So that's today's list. It's the sports, I think, that uh, kind of give you the countdown as we all are in, in kind of suffering mode right now, especially the big football fans, as we uh, look forward to the start of football season. I tell you what, we're going to have fun doing football season around here. All kinds of great stuff we're going to plan on doing. Myself and, of course, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports. He takes you home every afternoon from 4 to 6 Great stuff with Lawton Swan, especially if you're into Clemson. But as he will tell you, you can be a Bulldog, Yellow Jacket, Gamecock, whatever. You'll find something that will make you happy with Clemson Sports Talk. So check out Lawton Swan. Also his website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Next up on the rundown this afternoon, I have got the regional projections for South Carolina and Clemson. The Gamecocks move into the field. They had not been in the field in a couple of weeks, but after their play, and especially that win over Vanderbilt, they move in as the three seed in the Greenville Regional, according to D1 Baseball. East Carolina would be the one seed. South Carolina is the three seed. Stetson is the two seed. UNC Greensboro is the four seed. Clemson moves up, and they would now be an eight seed. And in their regional, they've got Wagner as the four seed, Missouri State as the three seed, and Coastal Carolina as the two seed. And 
right next door to them is Tal is is the Tallahassee Regional. Florida State is the nine seed. So whoever wins this series this coming weekend, it should have some some effect on who's going to host and where they're at. Now all of these are projections, but if Clemson wants to get into that top eight, where if you're in the top eight, you don't go. I mean, your all of your games will be at home. If they want all of their games at Doug Kingsmore, you got to finish in the top eight. I think it would be in Clemson's best interest to try and uh, and get a series win over Florida State this weekend because the rest of Clemson's schedule is pretty much a joke. I mean, you've got Kennesaw State, Austin P, and Pitt. If you look at the rest of Clemson's schedule, they it, I think I picked them to go eleven and one. Something like that, because their schedule, the front end of their schedule was tough. The back end of their schedule is pretty crummy. Now, the Gamecocks, on the other hand, you can make the argument that the front end of their schedule was kind of tough, and they had some series in the middle of the schedule that weren't that impressive. But then the end of their season, where they've got Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, Missouri's a good team. And, of course, Ole Miss coming in this weekend as the number four team in the country. That is a tough, tough set there for the Gamecock baseball team. And right now, according to D1 Baseball, they are on the inside looking out as they are a three seed in the East Carolina Regional. So they could go up to Greenville, North Carolina, and have to mix it up with the Pirates. That's The Gamecocks is a three seed, though. Wow. that is, And I know that they've had a tough, tough season and didn't make the tournament last year, but I just if I don't see the Gamecocks hosting, I see them as the two seed. That would if I'm in Greenville, I'm thinking, man, I've got a three seed SEC team coming in, SEC team coming into my house. Yeah, congratulations, your regional's tough. Stetson's a good team anyway, as a two seed. Oh, but by the way, the Gamecocks are in your regional too. Doom on you, East Carolina. If you're a pirate, no one likes you, according to D1 Baseball. The top seed overall was Florida. Number two seed is Stanford. Three seed is North Carolina. Four is Arkansas. And then you've got Oregon State at five, Texas Tech at six, Ole Miss is seven, Clemson is eight, Florida State is nine, NC State is 10, UConn is 11. Number 12, as my notes are kind of messed up here, go look at my notes. I'll give you the rest of the seeds here in just a moment. But number 11. Is, is UConn, and, um, a team from the Northeast, actually, getting seated that high. That's pretty impressive. So we just don't know. We do know that it's kind of big series for both South Carolina and Clemson this weekend. If the Gamecocks, I think if they pull, and uh, I'm going on the narrow end here, if they can take one game in this series with, with, uh, with Ole Miss, who is a very good team, I think that'll keep them uh, on the inside as they get set up for their final set of games. they got to play uh, at Texas A&M. That's going to be tough. The College of Charleston next week. That game will be interesting as well. So when we come back this afternoon, the final segment, we're going to look at the NFL draft, some projections for next season, some interesting stuff that I read this morning. I, w- I read it and I was like, huh? Wait, what? How did that happen? Yeah, some, somebody's got Jake Bentley going in the first round of the NFL draft next year? Huh? Wait, what? Has he done that well? 
I don't know. We'll talk about that in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown with Rob Sanders. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Be sure to catch my buddy Lawton Swan. He'll be on at 4 o'clock this afternoon with Clemson Sports Talk. Our final bit of the afternoon here. You know, the Gamecocks had Hayden Hurst drafted in the first round. Clemson had three players drafted overall in the draft over the weekend. And I asked this on Monday, but it's like, uh, who's your next draft pick going to be? The Bleacher Report came out with their mock draft for next season. They've got Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence going number 11 to Tennessee. Defensive end Cleveland Farrell, number 12 to the Lions. Offensive tackle Mitch Hyatt going to the Buccaneers at number 13. Austin Bryant going number 27 to the Rams. And Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle, going number 30 to the Vikings. So that will be five Clemson players, according to the latest mock draft, going to uh, in, in the first round for next season. Then the state newspaper had an article this morning where they talked about, if you look at uh, the Bleacher Report, also had Debo Samuel drafted in the first round for next season. I think the thing with Debo Samuel is he's going to have to stay on the field. He hasn't had a season yet where he's been able to complete a full season yet. And NFL general managers, they look at that. You've heard the phrase, uh, especially if you watch Hard Knocks, you can't make the club if you're in the tub. Yeah, he's going to have to be, I think that's going to be his big thing this year. Try to get through the season without being injured. Now, a lot of his injuries are bad luck. The, the injury this year with Kentucky where he broke his foot, that's just the way he planted his foot, could happen to anyone. Issues with hamstrings, et cetera, though. They look at that as, some some GMs may look at that as like a toughness issue. I'm not saying Debo Samuel's not tough. I'm just saying that if you're evaluating him, you're going to be like, well, this guy didn't complete a full season in college. You think he's going to be able to get through the grind of a 16-game uh, NFL season? Something to think about. you got some times where there's a short turnaround where you play on Saturday, and then or you play on Sunday, then you play on Thursday night. That happens. It happens in college as well, but... A lot of times you can have that happen to you sometimes twice in an NFL season. Something to think about there. This was the thing that got me, though. And Josh Kendall from the state put this in uh, in his article this morning where he said that uh, this is from SB Nation. They have Jake Bentley going in the first round to the Green Bay Packers at number 29. And the logic kind of makes sense. I don't know if. I don't, I don't think that right now Bentley has put up the numbers to be a first-round draft pick. But then again, when you look at some of the first-round draft picks that they've played one season, put up halfway decent numbers, hello, Mitch Trubisky. And all of a sudden, they're a first-round quarterback. Now, 
Jake Bentley does have the size and the measurables, and he can throw the ball and do this and do that. But as far as when the game's on the line, he I don't think even the most ardent Gamecock fan will say, hey, he, he can lead your team to victory. But they're talking about with Aaron Rodgers turning 35 in December, after 35 in the NFL, it kind of goes downhill from there. Now, Rodgers, you know, he could be like Tom Brady. I don't know. But their logic is thinking that they'll have him set up for five years. And could Jake Bentley take over for Aaron Rodgers eventually? Wow. You read that and you're like, huh? And especially if you're a Gamecock fan and you've seen some of the stuff that, that Jake Bentley has done. He's had some good games, but up against good competition, the numbers are not quite there. In fact, if you look at Clemson's quarterbacks last season with, uh, with Kelly Bryant, he put up more numbers, had more total yards than Jake Bentley did. Now, granted, that's, a lot of that is yards with his feet, but still better numbers, more touchdowns, fewer picks as you're going into it. Now, you have had issues. You have had instances where after one good season, you can have a quarterback, they put up a decent season, and then bam, you're right there. With the Gamecock schedule next season, there's an opportunity for Bentley to possibly put up some good numbers. There are basically, what, two games on the schedule where he's going to face a pretty good defense, the Georgia game in theory, and the Clemson game at the end of the season. The other 10 games, though, huh, he may have an opportunity to put up some numbers. They're still trying to put together a team at Tennessee. No one really knows what Florida has. He goes down to the swamp, puts up 300 yards. That may get some eyes down there. You never know. So that's interesting. But the other interesting portion of it, though, is that Clemson right now, according to this, has five players drafted in the first round. Then you have this interesting story. I'm wrapping up with this today. If there was a one-and-done rule in college football, this is from the Bleacher Report today, it listed five players that if they could go one-and-done, these five would go. Two of them will be on the Clemson football team next year. The first one is Xavier Thomas. And it actually says in the article that... He's high on the list, but he may not even get to play much this season simply because of the guys that are in front of him that are all the top linemen that I said that earlier that are projected to go in the first round of the draft. But according to the article, they say when he does play, though, he's a pass rusher. He's going to impress with his motor and explosiveness and could jump right off the charts. Now, this is in a, a utopia land where you can go as a, after your freshman year. And, of course, they love Trevor Lawrence. Generally speaking, it says quarterbacks don't even get considered for this list. But with his maturity and leadership aspect of playing QB, Trevor Lawrence is number one on this list. As I was saying earlier, it's kind of crazy when you look at the number one and number two teams in the country, and you could argue that they have a quarterback controversy. Yeah, that's not that far-fetched. You know, you always have the people that say if you have two quarterbacks, then you don't really have one quarterback. I beg to differ, sir. You could take one of these quarterbacks away from either one of these teams, and they could still make the playoff. Clemson more likely than Alabama, in my opinion, because 
I think Alabama's schedule is a little bit tougher than Clemson's schedule is this year, and Clemson's defense is going to be absolutely stupid nasty. They're favored by 12 points in every game throughout the season. And they don't have to play Auburn this year like they did last year. So I think Alabama's schedule is a little bit tougher. But having that quarterback depth, of course, is important for any any program. But it is interesting, though, according to this, if uh, the top five, if they could go one and done, two of them would be going to Clemson this year. So heck of a job recruiting up there for Coach Dabo Sweeney to get obviously what some people think are just some amazing players. They're not even mentioning K.J. Henry, who I, I think is a great player. I think he would do some starting just about anywhere he wanted to go. So this afternoon, we've had so much great stuff. The stuff from D1 Baseball also. We had uh, the mock draft. We also had the latest Dodd poll. If you want to uh, check it out, you can uh, check out the podcast. It's always up by about 4.15 every day. You can find that at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. Also, it's on the iHeartRadio app now. So if you have your iHeartRadio app, you can just type in the rundown with Rob and you can listen to your heart's content. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk will join you in just a moment. I'm sure Lawton's got some great stuff he's going to go over this afternoon. Tomorrow, I'm going to watch the Fireflies play. They have an 11.05 game tomorrow, so... Yeah, I'm a sports talk host, so I get to go over there and watch the fireflies, fires, flies, fireflies. Ha! I get my words mixed up. I'm going to go watch some of the fireflies play tomorrow, and then I'll give you an accurate report. They've had some trouble here lately on the diamond, but uh, they've got some great pitching over there. So I'm looking forward to checking out the fireflies tomorrow. Lawton Swan will join you in just a moment, right at 4 o'clock. And with that, this show is a wrap. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.